0: Thank you for joining us on the first episode of The Restoration Zone. This podcast is a part of the Ministry of Restoration Worship. And as I was praying and seeking the Lord's will for His direction for Restoration Worship Ministries, He spoke to my heart to do a podcast about topics that are not openly discussed in the church today, tough subjects. Please hear my heart as I say the intent behind these episodes are not to be controversial or offensive. What I truly believe the Lord wants me to include in every episode of The Restoration Zone, although we will be releasing some worship music from time to time in our podcasts, but He really wanted me to include three things that I am just going to stay adamant and obedient about. And number one, honest conversations or stories or even messages from people. Number two, what the Bible says regarding that subject. And number three, the message of restoration, healing and hope and encouragement for you, the listeners. We have a very special guest today with us. Um, on the Restoration Zone here, Jamie Smith. Jamie and I grew up together, both of us preacher's kids. Mine and Jamie's family uh, are all connected one way or another. Jamie is a true, trusted, and godly friend of mine. And I've asked her to share her story and testimony of hurt, betrayal, healing, and love today. And I know that it'll be an encouragement to you because it was to me. This episode really touched my heart during the recording of it. Um, And even going through uh, putting it together and the editing process, uh, I couldn't listen to it without just weeping because this story of how God restored her through probably one of the darkest times in her life. It is just absolutely beautiful. If you've ever walked through a divorce or a breakup in a relationship, I'm here to tell you today that God is faithful and he loves you and he never leaves the righteous forsaken. I asked Jamie to share her testimony and um, I really believe that it will be a um, message of hope and uh, encouragement to you today if you're in ministry or if you walk through um, a tough divorce. We, we always know that that situation is never easy for anyone. But Jamie, would you share with us? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, in 2008, I
1: had been married for about nine years um, and then, my worst fear had come to pass. I was absolutely blindsided um, that my marriage fell victim to adultery um, and I would find myself completely just starting over again and um I would be a single mom of a six year old and just rebuilding my life with my daughter and um I was so she was so graced for it, it was just unreal how um how she adjusted so easily. Um, And then shortly after that, uh, I began another toxic relationship that lasted about three years. Um, I look back on that now and know that I did it as um, kind of a, I'm gonna prove to everyone that I can make this relationship work because I couldn't with the other relationship. And I'm going to prove to everyone that this one won't cheat on me. And I'm going to be the best. So I found myself doing all these things for approval. Mm. And um, the expectations of this relationship wore me so thin um, that it just brought on more stress. And being a single parent is stressful anyway. But then adding, adding to that with a relationship full of expectations of where I needed to be what I needed to be doing um, what I needed to make for lunch for him or whatever was just it was unreal and um, I and then ended up you know my time with Bella was compromised and I, I just felt trapped that no matter what I did I was never going to make him happy. Um, well, didn't end well, because needs to say he did cheat on me and had been cheating on me the entire time we had been together. And all of that just being revealed to me, it was like, the last words I remember saying to him was, you better be afraid that I'm not crying right now. And I walked out. And that was it. And I had come over to see him before I went to work. And um, that was it. I just was done. And um, I never looked back. I never tried to get back together with him, although he tried with me. I was just like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. I love myself and I love my daughter too much to put um, more hurt in our life. Well, it ended up at the end of that relationship that I was actually more hurt by that one than I was with my actual divorce. Wow,
0: that's really that that that's actually a common thing mm-hmm. that I hear. You know, because you're in, in looking for that, uh, set, you know what the other one looks like, you know, because right. you have been immersed in it for mm-hmm. so long. You walk in with the expectations of the second one. Hey, this is going to be different this time. Mm-hmm. Yet you experience betrayal again. Right. And all I wanted was validation that
1: I was good enough, that I was capable of being loved, that um, that um, I deserved to be loved mm. and there was something somebody said to me uh, through all of that. I think going through my divorce and it wasn't anybody super close to me, but they, they knew of me, knew, knew my um, ex-husband and they said, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. Mm. It's his character. And it, it boiled down to that was the character and recognizing that I just felt like my picker was broken, yeah. but, um, but you know, through that, I realized that a lack of boundaries is going to invite a lack of respect. Mm. And so when I didn't, you know, set boundaries for that relationship, then all I did was continue to get disrespected mm-hmm. um, by him, you know, pursuing other women and all the expectations that were set upon me um but during that time i fell away from the church mm-hmm. you know when i was uh when i was going through my divorce we were involved in a church just oh just so much and just was so um just in this wonderful bubble of community and just loved our friends and everything you were in ministry and i was in ministry time, i was yes, leading worship yes. Um, and then to have that all just taken away because I was going through a divorce and then to be told that I needed to sit down and they would decide when I was ready to minister again, um, really devastated me. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up turning to going to my, uh, childhood church Mm -hmm. and they welcomed me with open arms and (laughs) it was so wonderful just to be in a place where it felt like home and um ultimately my daughter and I found another church that we loved and would later call that our home but uh, we would go from time to time because I knew that my daughter needed to be in church even Mm -hmm. though I didn't want to be there and I just checked out got lost and would take her so she, you know, could understand church and be around people in the church and be loved Mm -hmm. um, on and everything. But I just chose not to get involved. I chose to just have my guards up. Um, And you know, I I wanna say that if you've ever been hurt by the church, I'm just, I'm so sorry. For not loving you where you were at, and mm. sorry for judging you, sorry that you were misunderstood, and mostly I'm sorry that you felt left out.
0: Mm. That's so good. Yeah, and you know we're gonna we're gonna do a segment. Uh, this really honestly goes hand in hand with that um, that that we will put out later on church hurt and um, how to heal from it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie, do you feel like, in retrospect, you know that the the judgment and you know, really honestly, the gossip um, that that happened, unfortunately, because you were up front, you were in ministry, um, and just the, the junk that you had to face in the situation when you were going through your mm-hmm. divorce, mm-hmm. do you think that that made it harder for you to to heal? Like, oh, of course it. But it, did it, did it, did it tell us about how it added to, you know, people don't think about their words when they say right. stuff. Right. I mean, know? there were
1: things that people said because ultimately my um, ex-husband had flipped things around and became the victim and turned things around so badly that I was getting blamed for a divorce Right. Um, when a, it was... His fault. I right. mean, yes, we were both to blame as far as how things got that bad.
0: Right, but the moral um, failure. But was the not moral failure. Yeah, it wasn't you know.
1: on me. And I remember getting multiple phone calls from people who were just, you know, loving on me and trying to um, be understanding. Um, I had a friend that had told me um, that they forgave me
0: yeah I remember talking like, to you about that
1: like you're forgive me for what like what did i what did I do and they just they just like i don't i i think people just don't know what to say when you go through stuff like that. There were other people that didn't agree with things that I was doing um that um were not who I was when they knew me married, and so they were upset that there was just this new this new jamie because once you get into a divorce, you're not the same person you were when you were married to that (laughs) person at all. And I feel like the entire time I was married to him, looking back, it was very fight or flight, almost the whole entire relationship. And so there was a lot of abuse that took place in that Mm -hmm. relationship um, from the, from the get go that um, I never expected to be emotional, physical um, abuse that just lasted through the whole relationship that right. a lot of people don't even know. And, um, a, not even getting into those details, but, but dealing with all that and the, tra- the trauma from that, I was definitely the fight or flight and tired of putting on this show of mm. everything's great. Everything's perfect. Everyone thought, you know, everything was wonderful, but then behind closed doors, right. it was an absolute nightmare.
0: So, yeah, so you think they were maybe in shock that, Hey, everything's transparent now. This is the new Jamie, like you, you get what, you
1: know. right. And this is who, you know, this, this is, is who I, I am can. now. Okay. Uh, take it or leave it. You know, I, I'm hurt. <laughs> right. I'm wounded and I need, I need your friendship. I need this relationship so I can, you know, feel again, validated, loved, appreciated, all of the things, because it was a stay at home mom for six years and never right. feeling valued or appreciated, right. and then undermining everything I did throughout the home yeah. and holding all that together, and then also doing full time ministry mm-hmm. was um, was tough yeah. it really was, and um, a, something a shoe was going to drop at some point right yeah. mm-hmm.
0: you know this subject troubles me on on so many levels, first as a friend mm-hmm. knowing um, the personal pain. And devastation that you faced. Not only you were facing betrayal on two parts. You were facing betrayal from your husband. You were facing betrayal from the church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and people not having the wisdom and the love and the mercy to think before they speak or act, and letting judgment and personal assumptions control them. And you know, I want to read Proverbs. 25, 8 through 10. And and I like the Living Bible translation of this, Jamie. And it says, don't be hot-headed and rush to court. You may start something you can't finish and go down before your neighbor in shameful defeat. So discuss the matter with him privately. Mm-hmm. Don't tell anyone else, lest he accuse you of slander and you can't withdraw what you said. You dealt with a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And it's a very uncomfortable subject because it's not talked about openly like this in the church you no. don't you, we're not allowed to get up you know publicly and you know cuz it doesn't apply to everybody here today or
1: right. you know
0: but for those listeners out there that's going through this and and to know you had to have some kind of fear to even even though you knew it was over here you are in ministry you've got a daughter you you have two You were raising Mm two and, um, you know, it's a kind of fear to to make that jump and then to not have that support Mm -mm. and love. And then nobody come to you and ask, Hey Jamie, you know, and then just completely,
1: well, the people that I thought were my friends were actually temporary friends, right? maybe seasonal friends, you know, and then. The ones that were the true friends were the my longtime friends that I had forever, those are the ones that stood by me. Those are the ones that left on me. Right. And and whether that was other friends that were pastors' kids or I mean, my parents were phenomenal. And this right. goes beside the point of like my family being as supportive as they were. They were so loving. But the first people that I called were um were my childhood youth pastors mm. and they came over immediately. I hadn't even been been attending their church for like five years and, and they came over immediately great. and they yeah. were there for me, wow. which, you know, my other pastors never offered to meet with me except to scold me. And they were encouraging me. You can do this. You can stand on mm. your feet. We'll be here with you. It's going to be okay. Yeah. You're going to have to work, but you're going to be fine right. and you're going to be better off. And, um, and to have that support at the time was just amazing. Right. And um, I, I'm i so grateful for that. But to have the hurt from the friends that i had had for so long for those last five years, that the whole point of me going even to that church was to find my own identity. Because your identity, identity growing up in a church with being a pastor's kid is totally... Um, your, your identity is totally valued on your parents and you're riding that coattail or people are always going to say, oh, well, she's the pastor's kid or she's the pastor's daughter and right. that's why. So as, this is the first church that I could establish my own identity and right. nobody knew who my parents were. Right. So it was such a big deal for me to have those friends and those relationships because they were earned by me and right. not because they were trying to get something out of me because of who my parents were.
0: Right,
1: but right but to just love me for who I am. They loved me because I was Jamie and we had fun together because I was Jamie, not because I was my parents' kid. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. So that's why it destroyed me so much because I didn't have um, the support I needed when I was falling, Mm. free falling, really.
0: So... Yeah. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. And, you know, the thing that people fail to realize is they could be facing the same thing. Hey, somebody's husband can be in the back room checking out porn or going on some dating site and you'll never know. And then boom, you're, I'm just, just saying, for example, this could happen to you. It can happen to anyone. I wouldn't have thought in a million years that I would have got divorced, you know, and, and gone through that. I suffered the same thing with people just absolutely deserting me. People, absolutely. Oh, we're gonna stick with you through this. Mm-hmm. Oh man, they, they they still aren't around. It was my childhood friends that I that I had been glued, you know, in church, mm-hmm. grown up with, yep. and reached out to, and of course my family. Yeah, you know, were rock solid. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I had family members that shunned me through oh, it. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. like oh oh my goodness, like yeah, they wrote me off like a. Bad check, right, <laughs> right, and
1: we're we're uh, disappointed in you oh, just, for yeah. you know. Um, yeah. Thankfully, I didn't have that issue, but I just. Um, I know people that do, and it's just so so sad right. for them to take the <laughs> the spouse's side rather than their own
0: child's side. Right. So and Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount, "Blessed mm-hmm. are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy." And you know,
1: you know, through that, I um, there was one scripture that I couldn't even read without bawling because I had hurt so bad, and that was Psalm thirty four eighteen the Lord is close to the brokenhearted Mm. and he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. And even still, when I read it, I get choked up because it, it was such a valuable scripture to me. Mm. And, um, even being prayed for during those times and people, you know, asking God to heal my heart and, um, mend it together and all of those things. It was just like, you know, giving my heart to God and allowing Him to fix it and mold it and shape it back, and um, to all the broken pieces, right. and um, piece by piece, um, building that trust back with people and right. and all of that. It it was it was definitely uh, hard for me um, to have trust with anyone. I mean, not just church people, but just anyone because of everything that I had um, gone through. In that, just steamrolls, relationships, regardless of whether it was like a romantic relationship or even friendships, I had my guard up for quite a while, um, not being able to trust because again, I thought my picker was broken. Wow.
0: Now, not to steal your thunder or anything here, because I want you to share with us how God restored, he brought you a a wonderful husband, Mm -hmm. but I don't want, is that part of what you're going to share with us later on in the, because... I've asked Jamie, Jamie had a prophetic word spoken over her life that she's going to share with us, but is that part of it Um, or do you want to share? It can kind
1: of weave in together. So So you can
0: can choose to tell about Brock or you can, you know, go ahead and do the, but I I want you to share this awesome story because now here you are on the other side of this. I see you are happy in love. You've got a good, solid man, Mm -hmm. a good, godly man. Well, let me, let you me back up. You son too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you so... got a boy, you got a boy, Cody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, let me uh, move backward just a little bit. Sure. So, um, in 2010, um, I, decided to go into a full-service salon, um, and um, as most people might not know, I, I do hair. And so uh, that allowed me to be able, this full-service salon allowed me to be able to pick up Bella from school, take her to school, and be a part of her life after school and everything. So it I had the best of both worlds with all of that, was working full-time, um, there were no more late nights or evenings, and just spending that time with my daughter was so valuable to, to me. Um, In 2012, I ended that toxic relationship. And uh, for three years, I had prayed for God um, asking him to show me signs and clues um, of why I needed to walk away from that relationship. And um, he would give me clues that would just smack me right in the face. And I'd be like, oh, but that's not, that's not, that's that's not a clue, God. You're not, you're not showing me a
0: sign. It's fine. Like, I can fix that. It's like the priest and the rabbi right. and the, um, uh, the, what was it, the, the priest, the rabbi, and the preacher waiting for a helicopter? Yes. Or waiting for a sign, yes. you know, off the island. That's, and the not, God keeps that's saying, not it. That's not you, God. That's, that's just you. me.
1: That's just me. So um, what I want to say is trust your gut. Um, when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and all I wanted was to prove to everyone I wasn't a failure Right. and ending this relationship was such a big deal but then at the same time gosh what a breath of fresh air it was to just be away from that and not right. to have all of that pressure on me um, in 2013 I had um, began uh, a small business doing uh, wedding makeup and hair on the weekends it was kind of a side thing I did outside of the salon and I was the first of its kind to have a mold bridal beauty business it was never heard of in San Diego and so we had a lot of um we we just steamrolled uh, just had a lot of press going on with that and there was so much and God had really just had his hand and and connected me with so many different vendors and I was just at the right place at the right time and I knew like God was leading me in the right direction um so uh I had casually dated in 2013, just here and there, um, never introducing anyone to my daughter. I I knew that I didn't want her to be exposed to anything anymore, and just wanted our time together to be our time. If I knew that somebody was going to be in our lives, then I would would introduce her. Um, But in 2011, uh, we had gone to, um, Bella and I had gone to a party uh, for a friend, and um, little did I know that I would be meeting my future husband that night, but uh, we had gone uh, to a party for a friend of mine and we sat across from each other, a, a friend of mine from work who brought this guy on a date with him, with her. And uh, she was a nail tech. And so we were just chatting and I'm listening to him talk and I realized she was a Christian and saw very quickly that this guy that she was with was also a Christian. He played in the worship team at his church. And I thought to myself walking away that night, this is the kind of man I need to be with. This is somebody I need that's established in church, that that um, loves worship like I do, is passionate about it, is actually called into that ministry. <laughs> um, and so um, in two thousand. 14, um, I was hanging out with some other single moms from my daughter's school, but they were also old girlfriends from high school that we had kind of reconnected. So all of us would hang out together. We would do stuff with our kids on the weekend and it was just such a fun time. It was just a beautiful, beautiful relationship that we had and formed a really great, um, sisterhood. Um, and I needed that so much. And one, uh, one weekend we were all kidless and we're like, Hey, let's go on a dating app and just see what (laughs) happens. Right. And I was like, I'm like, I'm so over this. Like I had just sworn off all this stuff. Didn't want to do it anymore. I knew the type of people that were out there and it just did not interest me. they're like, Oh, but it's a free coffee. It's fine. Like, let's just go do it. It'll be a blast. And so I'm like, Oh, whatever. They're like, you you know we can come back and just share our stories. It'll be hilarious. Yeah, you were
0: tired of seeing what was on paper. You wanted to see the real deal. Exactly. <laughs> so if I had if I had my
1: bio from this it would be gold because it was just the absolute funniest thing ever. I just did not care at that point. I would and really like
0: to read that. I know. <laughs> we were
1: talking about that the other day, and I'm like, gosh, I, I know I saved it somewhere, and I just don't know where it, where yeah, it is. It I'll is have to find time. it. It's hysterical. But anyway, um, it, it absolutely won, won him over. Um, but I, I remember seeing his face in this photo and saying, gosh, he just has such a great smile, and I love his eyes. He just looks like a kind man.
0: He does have, he does have
1: kind eyes. Yes. He does. Yeah. And so it was just a great, uh, it was a great shot of him that somebody had took just kind of candid and I'm just like, I love that. And so, uh, before we knew it, we were chatting up and talking and we had been talking all afternoon and all into the evening and it was late. I don't even know what time it was at that point. And, um, we, I had told him I was leaving to go and be a camp counselor for my daughter, um, at her summer camp or church. And, um, I'd be gone for a week and he's like, oh man, you know, I'd really love to see you and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And so I said, I have, I still have my daughter. Like, I just, I I don't see that happening until I get back. Well, sure enough, um, sure enough, he, um, I was able, uh, my daughter ended up staying with her dad because she was going to be gone for a couple weeks. (laughs) So she ended up staying with him that night, and so we went out the next day and um, went and uh, saw a drive-in movie and he had never oh, been it fun yeah, and it was just down the street from my house at the time, and so it just worked out perfect. We had so much fun and we just talked like the whole time and just looking around everybody and just having that connection um, uh, it, it, it was it was so easy and realizing that our backgrounds were so simpler sim- Similar. similar, he was a pastor's kid and he was raised in kind of similar denominations. But
0: there was something like it, the, the thing that and you had mentioned to me, we were actually just talking about this a couple of weeks ago. You said... He didn't even care that you were a pastor's kid. He wanted to get to know Jamie. Right. And and that was key for you right there. I wanted him to
1: understand my family and I wanted him to not be like scared off by anything with them. But at the same time, I wanted him to also love me for me. Right. And his intentions were that, like his intentions were because he cared for me and- and love me for me and not because of what my family did that was just the bonus part of right. it and then to look at all of what has happened um and the years prior to us even getting together it was like it was absolutely meant to be like um I was a teenager at 13 and we were at the same DC talk concert and oh, he cool. got pulled up on the that. stage and I absolutely remember what he was wearing. And do
0: you really? Oh like yeah. That? Oh, cause you've got a brain like an elephant and you remember everything.
1: <laughs> sometimes, sometimes <laughs> there's things i blocked out, but right. you know, sometimes I do. And, and that specific night was just a special night to me. I, am cool. not quite sure why, but he had pulled, he had pulled him up And I remember he was wearing a striped shirt and they were doing some little dance or something up there. And I was just like, oh my gosh. So us later talking about those things, um, later on in my college years, he went to the same, you know, little coffee shop concerts that I would go to. And so he was there, but like, we didn't even see each other, but our paths were like almost crossing. I think the most ironic thing was, um, we got married the same year in 99 three months apart in the same chapel wow and and his um, limo that they used was a um, a car service that you could only rent it from this person in San Diego. It was the same only one. same person? And we used the same car.
0: That's insane.
1: So, I mean, there was just so many different um, different places that we were where we were just almost, you know, it was just almost. The story is so, almost
0: unbelievable. Right, though, it is. I mean. It's
1: so weird. But it gets and, better. And it gets better. It, it gets does better get because better I love this. And so, yeah, so we um, ended up together, you know, and, and and talked the whole time I was gone. And um, that was July we ended up um, ended up being married April first that following year. So eight months
0: later. The way you guys got married was so cool. <laughs> they didn't tell anybody but, well they didn't post it on social media.
1: No, we didn't now, tell I was anyone not there when they were engaged. And you know. I got to
0: see I got to see them like pop in Ed, but to, to tell the story about like this, cause this is so cool. So our, our
1: engagement was, uh, we got engaged, uh, Christmas Eve of, uh, 2014. And then, uh, we married April 1st, 2015 on a Wednesday. And, um, we, uh, told all of our family and our guests, we had about 60 guests there, um, and told them we cannot, uh, we, i don't we don't want you sharing this on social media we don't want you letting people know like where you're going we want to just really keep this a secret and um the way we announced everything was um, the way we announced everything was we took a selfie and um selfies were just blowing up at that point and we had everybody in the background and our kids were with us it was
0: the neatest it was so thing. sweet it was so cool yeah and, and so that was your wedding announcement
1: and so are we yes and so our, our wedding announcement was um we just got married on April Fool's, or did we? And um, it was just still kind of tongue-in-cheek. And so some people were like, well, did you really get married? Like, what, what's going well, on? Then but then
0: when I saw your family making goofy faces yeah. in the background, like, I knew I saw Doug and Tony, and I was right. like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, this is
1: real. This is real. So that was such a beautiful day and such an easy day. It wasn't stressful. Um, I had so – we were just surrounded by everyone that loves us. And it was just – it was great. And um, – you know, marriage does take work, it and is. It, and I think just choosing that person um, that you want to love and that you want to honor. And you know, for for me, it was it was so tough and it was so hard um, to to really let him fully love me. Mm. Um, and I don't even know if he he knows this, but yeah, it was it, it was hard. But to a point to where um, we'll go back now to, and I'll share with you my. Um,
0: before you do, yes, I want to talk about the beautiful ministry that you, or does that tie in with that? Yeah. That ties in. Mm-hmm. We'll come to that. Then. Okay. We'll, come, we'll circle back around. To so that.
1: I will, well, I'm going to touch a little bit on that at this moment. So when right. I, so my husband was a big part of me coming back to church and really serving again and ministering again. And, um, when I first met him, I was just like, I'm not sure if I'm ready. And he was just so sweet with no pressure. And he's like, well, I'm leading worship at this little church and I'm not sure if you would want to, but if you'd like to, you can join me. And I'm wow. like, maybe. And so I did. I came and showed up and he led. And, um, then the following week he's like, you do, would you want to sing with me? And so wow. it just kind of like really, um, just, he eased me back into that. And having uh, having that gift and be able to share that with my husband, wholly knowing he is also called in that same um, ministry, it came full circle. Blind. Yeah, and so we're one together, and doing that was just beautiful. Um, so uh, in the beginning of our marriage, there were several churches that we served at and were helping out. Um, we also did a, a, a period of... Um, helping out churches where their worship leader maybe was going on vacation. So we'd go and and do those types of things. Uh, We we landed at a church that we just loved. And we said, we've got to get planted for our kids. We're moving into... high school and middle school and really just needing, um, some connection. And they, they had a great church that they were going to at the time, but as far as a family unit, we needed, I felt like we needed, um, to be together and going and be ministered to under the same roof. Um, so we, uh, landed at this church there in um, San Diego. And it was just absolutely amazing. Every time I would sit in the worship and um, and just be in God's presence, it was just so tangible. I would cry. I couldn't stop crying. I was just an absolute wreck every time. Mm-hmm. And immediately, um, as is almost every church we go to, um, my husband gets pulled in to play bass or acoustic guitar or whatever. So he was already <laughs> serving and we'd only been right. there like a month. And I was a little bit slower right. using into those things because it was such a larger church right. that it was hard for me to um again trust. And uh so you were
0: still walking through that Yeah. healing process. Yeah that- and not not
1: telling everyone I was okay. Telling everyone, yeah,
0: everything's good.
1: It's fine. You know, and I I'm good with, you know, but the problem was I, I, and I don't even know, I guess it is a a problem. So I never had a problem with God. I was never mad at God for the things that were going on. I was never mad at God for all the stuff that happened in my life, but I was mad at his people for how they treated me. Right. And so, um, you know, like I said, going into the the presence, um, with the worship and how everything was, it was just like, it was so different for me because it was my choice and it wasn't because I was being pushed off. I was doing it right. And so it, or I, I was being made to worship because, you know, as pastor's kids, it was like, okay, you got to stand up and you got to worship God and you've got to do this and had to play the whole role but um, not truly meaning it from my heart. So they're sitting there crying and just like, just soaking in his presence and and seeing him tangibly and things that were just like unreal to me where he was, he was showing himself to me even months prior to me meeting my husband. But in that year of 2014, when there was such a shift, where churches we visited were telling Bella and I, hey, like I see this in a vision that God has this hedge of protection around you. You've got like this wow. cloak around both of you where He is just leading and guiding and ordering your steps and protecting you throughout your journey of whatever you're going through right now, whatever you're facing. So, um, to go, I, I mentioned my business earlier because it ties in with what, um, happened with this prophecy. So, um, my husband and the kids and I had just decided to go and call this church our home. And, um, we shortly after that, uh, went on vacation for like, I don't know, 10 days or something with all of my in-laws to Colorado. And, uh, during that time I had, um, at that point, I was, you know, had my own business and was rent- renting my own booth and everything. So I was controlling my schedule and doing all the things. And uh, I had a phone call from a future bride that had called and said, hey, you know, so-and-so gave me your number. Still don't know who that was. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I need you for my wedding to do my hair and makeup on X day. So I said, well, let me look and see what it was, which it was just in a few weeks. I said, you are so fortunate because I have an opening for this day. This is very rare. And um, I would love to do your hair and makeup. I'd be honored. And I said, would you like to meet beforehand? She said, no, I'm fine. I just, you know, this is what I want. It's simple. I don't want a lot of makeup. And this is how I want my hair. And that's it. So I go there that um that morning Mm -hmm. and we had gone to church on friday night because they had a friday night service as opposed to a saturday so we attended that friday night service and then i went and um did this wedding so i was really into the have it all album from uh bethel worship Mm -hmm. and this entire album was just ministering to me at the time of everything we were going through. And almost every time I listened to it, we were singing a lot of the songs at that point at our church. I would just, I would just cry. And it just like, it was just instantly in his presence. And just, it was just such a, um, it like, he just showed up like as wow. soon as I would play that album. And it was just so special to me. So, I'm on my way over and I'm praying and I'm really nervous because typically if I don't do some kind of trial with a bride, it's gonna be a disaster. So I was just like, God, help her to love what everything I do, for her to be so excited about what I'm doing that she's not gonna give me any issues and that I can do exactly what she wants. And so, you know, this is my prayer the whole time, and I'm just you know praying to myself. I show up and it's six o'clock in the morning. I walk into the house. And it's just her. I'm not doing anybody else's hair. She had maybe like an an aunt or a friend or somebody that was with her. She said, oh, welcome. Come on in. So I start doing her hair and I'm curling it and everything. And we're kind of fixing her makeup. And we're just chatting back and forth. And she says, "Um, oh, I got to take this phone call. This phone call was her fiance calling to um, just see how her morning was going, and just I'm really excited to marry you, and I can't wait to marry you. Let me pray with you. And so this, did so, you know they were believers? No, yet? I had no idea they were Christians. Had no idea they were believers. I and was now just you're doing seeing that strategic
0: hand on you being available that day absolutely. And so <laughs> still this. didn't know
1: at that point just thought, "Oh wow, what an awesome coincidence." Right. And so she he's praying over her and they hang up and I said, "Oh my gosh, you've got yourself such an awesome man. That's so cool mm. that he's praying over you and praying with you over this." And she goes, "Yeah, it's just really great." And, "Oh, it's just so cool." And I said, "So you're, you know, you're a Christian." And she goes, "Yeah." And so she was sharing with me what church she goes to and the whole thing. And I was um so, um, just just uh at peace with everything as I was finishing her hair and she goes hey um do you mind if I put music on and I said yeah so what what album was she playing
0: (laughs) I know where this is going so
1: she plays that album have it all and I'm a mess and I'm like I'm sorry and I just get choked up and I said I was listening to this on the way over here this morning this is wild and she's like oh my gosh I love this album and it's so great and you know, what have you, and so I'm sharing with her all these things about the church we're going to and how God led us there, and, and it was just phenomenal. So I, I end the whole, you know, the whole session, and it's about, you know, an hour and a half later or whatever, and I said, hey, um, go ahead and take a look. Let me know if you need me to adjust anything. What do you think about your hair? She looks in the mirror for a split second, pulls it down, says it's perfect. I want to pray for you. Wow. Here it is, her day. Yeah. So here we go. And she goes, what I want to try something. Yeah, she goes, I want to try something. I really, really feel like God's speaking to me about you.
0: Now, let me just tell our listeners out there, I have not heard this prophecy yet, <laughs> and I am getting, like so I'm just, and I... I did this on purpose i didn't ask jamie what it was before this so if i start crying then it's probably going to happen because i can just feel it right now i can just feel what's about to happen and i already started to cry <laughs> sorry so
1: she said i was telling her you know every time i'm in god's presence here at this church like i just bawl i just weep and i can't stop and it's just uncontrollable And so as she's praying for me, she says, like the movie in Frozen, your heart has grown cold toward the church. And God wants you to know that the more you are in his presence, he is melting your heart and restoring you with each and every tear. A lot of people in your life are saying that what you are doing and how you are leading your family is wrong, but you are right where you need to be. You've put this wall up and you're afraid that the past is happening again, but you are now free to love and love with all that you have. Like I said earlier, I had put that wall up and wouldn't allow my husband to love me fully or accept that love. It's not incredible. (laughs) Um, You're going to be seen as a real family because at that point we were blended. And the funny thing is that you're not going to look like a blended family. You're going to uh, uh, look like a real family. And that is the absolute truth of that, that church. Everybody thought that Brock was Bella's dad and everybody thought that I was Cody's mom. And, and to be seen that way that we were, you know, truly their, their parents and God had joined us together was just so beautiful. And to have that confirmation was just, it was just amazing she had also you know had different words for each family member and it said that you know my husband will have dreams and he will have visions and God is going to use him and it's not too late and that was our worry that was our concern because we had wasted all this time all those years and being you know nearly in our 40s and my husband being in his 40s she said you're both called and you will fulfill the destiny God has called you to and so um, I've carried that with me. I never once heard from her again. I ne- it was like she was a literal angel sent from God. Angels
0: I do Yeah,
1: I have then. no idea where where she is. I never received pictures from her. I can't even tell you her name. I don't remember. And, but I'm so grateful for that connection that wow, I needed awesome her.
0: Encouragement.
1: Isn't that incredible? And I'm sure it bore witness with your spirit immediately. Oh, absolutely. Immediately I got in the car and I was a blubbering mess and I just said, thank you so much. And she goes, no, thank you for allowing me to speak what I knew God had put on my heart. Yeah. And it was just so powerful and, um, made so much sense to me. And I needed that in order for me to begin to heal and,
0: And from the outside looking in, too, you know, I've been friends with Jamie all of my life. I don't ever remember not being friends with Jamie. And, um, you know, in in knowing about, you know, the the previous marriage and and stuff like that, it, it just, but, you know, the healing that God has brought to her and her daughter both and that bella truly does look at Brock as her dad and you know Cody is your son and mm-hmm. it's just a, it, it is just it it's the beautiful smith family and right. it, it, it's just the way it is it's not it's not divided it's not it's not Jamie's stepson it's not Brock's stepdaughter that's their son
1: and, and daughter, daughter yeah. and
0: the ministry that um uh, that Brock and Jamie both have together has been uh, you know, just a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. Jamie and Brock lived in California, and um, the Lord brought them back uh, here to Arizona last year. And I tell you what, it's just... It's funny because uh, you know, some of our families said, I do not know you guys were that close. We were growing up. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it wasn't that anything was ever wrong between no. us. We were just adults and we lived in different states and we'd say hi or whatever on social media. Right. But when, when Jamie came back, it, it just... God gave her to me. I'm telling you, she, they moved here just for me. <laughs> they really didn't. They, they, didn't. There were some other, you know, that they, they, they came back here to, you know, be with Jamie's um, uh, parents and stuff who, who had uh, retired last year. And, um, but they, uh, no, but God did. I'm convinced that God brought Jamie here for me. But it's just been a, a beautiful thing. But just, uh, just wa- watching them. Walk through that, but it was just instantaneously like my buddy was back, and we just didn't skip a beat, no, did we? No, we were just, just like,
1: connected, and the things that we had, you know, so much in common about was just unusual. Even as adults, which is even very unusual it is. too,
0: because Jamie and I are almost polar opposite yep. on things, like even just like funny things, like our style, mm-hmm. like we're just like completely different. But yet yeah, we both appreciate, you know, and we don't. Like and two, we don't always agree. Jamie's not a yes friend. I'm not a yes friend. Right. We'll ask questions, but we also have enough love and respect for each other that we also know that, you know, uh, it's okay to discuss it. Yeah, you know, and it's cool. still be
1: supportive and exactly. maybe not agree and not agree. Right?
0: But it, it's beautiful. It's it's just. Yeah. A, but you know, it, is there anything else you want to add before I close today? Or no, just maybe I'm just an encouragement. I, that, I just. That, there's hope.
1: There is hope in this, and uh, I I have to add this because I saw this I saw this scripture earlier Jeez. in my notes, and so there was a scripture that um, comes to mind about uh, about that prophecy. Uh, it's June one two that says, "Relax, everything is going to be all right. Open up your heart. Love is on the way, and everything is coming together." Wow. It's just such a beautiful uh, scripture to be able to uh, to remember and remind myself that um, I didn't have to worry because God was ordering my steps through the, all of that. And um, I was living my testimony. Wow.
0: It's just, I, I love, thank you so much for sharing this today, Jamie, because this, the, the whole point of rest the Restoration Zone is to be, just honest and raw, and I think it when it was I was I was talking to you about it. Each episode, I wanted to I want people to be able to relate to other people what they've gone through. These real, like just really talk honestly. But hearing the hard times and hearing that you do come out on the other side and the healing process. Number three, what the word of God says. Right. And that there's hope and to just that and being encouraged. That there is hope. And that this is just a valley that you're going through.
1: Absolutely. And and every tear that you have shed and I love that every scripture. prayer that you have prayed, um, you you know that that God is building that building that testimony, like I said, that in Psalms 126.5, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy.
0: And then you mentioned one the other day, uh, Jamie and I have done a few recordings of this podcast, that he bottles every tear, mm-hmm. he hears everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, just in closing today, if you've been through a divorce, whether you're in ministry or not. That, that there's just a few things that I want to say to you, that there is hope and that God hears every cry. He sees every tears and, and it, it, I don't want you to give up. And please know that you are loved and you're not a failure. Yes. There is such a sense of deep, of feeling of failure and the enemy uses that as a tactic to come in and you know, it, it's just a distraction. Absolutely. And while your world may seem to be falling apart, that God's not finished with you. If you're in ministry, don't believe that lie of the enemy and and, and the lie of man. Mm -hmm. God's got great things for you. And you know, that there is healing. But Jamie and I both, you know, we are walking testimonies that there is healing through Jesus. And with what Jamie shared, from this prophecy that, that this word that was given to her but even before that it just to hear the story of her walking in his presence and it, it, that out there was no coincidence that she was sitting in those services in her personal times of worship it was all preparing her for this and that God will give you something better and greater and he will restore you absolutely Thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you.